88K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. The health secretary says the Omicron cluster at Kwai Chong Estate has now expanded to more than 170 cases from seven blocks. Officials say another hamster has tested positive for COVID and renew calls for the public to hand in hamsters bought on or after December 22nd. And tensions continue to rise over Ukraine as Russia rejects Britain's allegation that Moscow plans a puppet government. Health Secretary Sophia Chan says the Omicron cluster at Kwai Chung Estate has now expanded to more than 170 cases involving patients from seven blocks in the public housing estate. Aaron Tam reports. Most of the cases, either confirmed or preliminary positive with COVID-19, were from Yat Kwai House and Ying Kwai House, which are both under a five-day lockdown. At a press conference, Professor Chan said the risks of outbreaks for other buildings are lower, but residents of four blocks still need to get tested repeatedly in the coming week. The Centre for Health Protection in total reported 125 new local infections on Sunday, the highest daily figure in a year. The centre's Dr. Chuang Shukwan said they involved 94 residents or visitors from Yat Kwai House, one from Nga Kwai House and nine from Ying Kwai House. One of the patients had bought a hamster on January the 7th from a Mong Kok pet shop linked to an outbreak of the Delta variant. Four of the new cases are unlinked. The health minister also said she isn't ruling out further action if there's another outbreak in Kwai Chung Estate or elsewhere. But she said current measures are effective in battling the virus and there hasn't been an exponential increase in infections so far. Although the numbers are increasing, but we still have not seen an so-called exponential. But obviously it may be too early to say now because we still have to review the results of our compulsory testing and also our RTD you know, for five days, the, the everyday result, taking Kwai Chung Estate as an example. So we still have to look into those before we can actually say that. But right now we think our compulsory testing and also the different levels of compulsory testing are effective. The government has locked down a block in Tai Wohau Estate in Kwai Ching overnight. Officials said they issued a restriction testing declaration for Fu Kang House after a resident tested positive for a mutant strain of the coronavirus. They expect the lockdown to finish by 7 a.m. Hong Kong Post says it's suspending mail delivery services to Kwai Chung Estate and Kwai Fook Court and its Kwai Chung Post office from tomorrow until the 27th of January because of the outbreak. It says residents should use the Kwai Fong and Kwai Xing post offices instead. Authorities say a hamster surrendered by a member of the public has tested positive for COVID and renewed a call for people to hand in their hamsters bought on or after the 22nd of December. They also said 10 hamsters at two pet shops in Causeway Bay and their warehouse in Tai Po also carried the coronavirus. It says two and a half thousand, mostly hamsters, have been put down. The Housing Department says a contract labor relations officer has contracted COVID-19. The woman works at the department's office on the ground floor of Lokshan House at Changsha, Chang, Changshan Estate in Chinwan. Officials said she last worked on January the 19th and hasn't had recent contact with the public. 
Meanwhile, the Labor Department says it's suspending some counter services on the 10th floor of the Changshawan government offices for the moment due to a government compulsory testing order. The order covers anyone who's been there for more than an hour between January the 17th and the 21st. Turning overseas now, and a former Ukrainian legislator whom Britain has linked to an alleged Russian plot to take control of Ukraine says his country needs new political leaders. Yevhen Murayev also dismissed Britain's allegation that Russia planned to install him as leader after a possible invasion of Ukraine. Russia has also rejected the allegation as disinformation. Pope Francis says he's worried about the increase in tensions over Ukraine. He was addressing a crowd at the Vatican after Sunday prayers. I'm following with concern the increase in tensions, which threaten to inflict a new blow to peace in Ukraine and put into question security on the European continent, with even wider repercussions. On to the weather. Cloudy with a few rain patches, visibility will be relatively low at first tomorrow, with temperatures ranging between 17 and 20 degrees. Currently, it's 20 degrees Celsius to humidity, 88%. RTHK, the time is now 5 minutes past 11. Talks on the humanitarian crisis in Afghanistan have opened in Norway, with Taliban representatives holding discussions with civil society groups and women's rights activists. During the three-day gathering, the 15-member Taliban delegation will also meet Western diplomats. The BBC's Anbarasan Etherajan reports. The talks in Oslo are the first of their kind since the Taliban seized to power in Afghanistan last August. Aid agencies say the humanitarian situation in Afghanistan is getting worse, with millions of people facing extreme levels of hunger. Afghan women have been mostly kept away from employment, and there are allegations of extrajudicial killings of rights activists and former government officials. The Taliban want access to billions of dollars frozen by donor nations. During the talks, West Western envoys are expected to emphasize the importance of a more inclusive Taliban government and human rights. The husband of an Iranian human rights campaigner, Narjez Mohammadi, says she has been sentenced to eight years in prison and more than 70 lashes. Taji Rahmani said on Twitter that the sentence came after a hearing that lasted only five minutes. Ms. Mohammadi was arrested in November last year as she was attending a memorial for a man killed in the anti-government demonstrations in 2019. A ferocious battle in northern Syria between Islamic State militants and Kurdish fighters backed by U.S.-led coalition forces is continuing for a fourth day. The Kurdish-led SDF has been tightening its siege of a prison housing thousands of suspected IS members in the city of Hasaka. One report suggests that more than 120 people have been killed since IS launched a major assault on the prison on Thursday night. Here's the BBC's Sebastian Asher. Kurdish forces are calling on IS fighters to surrender with loudspeakers as they advance once again on the prison, which is now partially under control of the jihadists. This is a major confrontation that's been brewing for a long time. The Kurdish-led SDF has many times warned that it can't indefinitely keep a lid on the thousands of IS suspects it holds. IS has clearly been planning just such an operation to free detainees to bolster its numbers, while Resentment has been growing among Arab groups in the region at what they say is the mistreatment of prisoners under Kurdish control. 
To sports now and in football, Arsenal are playing Burnley, Crystal Palace are at home to Liverpool and Leicester City are hosting Brighton. Liverpool were leading 2-0 at halftime and the other two matches were scoreless. In the late fixture, Chelsea are at home to Tottenham Hotspur. In cricket, former captain Quinton de Kock hit a sparkling century for South Africa in the third one-day international against India at Newlands in Cape Town. De Kock made 124 off 130 balls as South Africa scored 287 all-out after being sent in to bat. India captain KL Rahul said he opted to bowl first because he expected to benefit from a sticky pitch. A short time ago, India were 116 for one after 22 overs and need 172 to win. England got their tour of the West Indies underway with a drubbing in the first T20 in Barbados. The BBC's Daniel Norcross was watching. Different format but same old story for England as their top order was once more blown away. Three wickets fell inside the first two overs on a pitch that offered assistance to spinners and seamers alike. England failed to adapt to the testing conditions and threw away wickets for the succession of sloppy shots, subsiding to 49 for 7 at one point, before Chris Jordan with a top-scoring 28 and Adil Rashid managed to ensure they limped to three figures. They eventually bowled out in the last over for just 103. Jason Holder was supreme, picking up four wickets for just seven runs. Chasing such a modest total, the West Indies were never under any pressure, and despite some fine bowling by spinners Liam Dawson and Adil Rashid, they cruised to victory by nine wickets with seven 17 balls to spare. Brandon King top scoring with a composed 52 not out. To end the news, the top stories again. The health secretary says the Omicron cluster at Kwai Chung Estate has now expanded to more than 170 cases from seven blocks. Officials say another hamster has tested positive for COVID and renew calls for the public to hand in hamsters bought on or after December the 22nd. And that's the news from RTHK. Thanks a lot. More from our newsroom at midnight.
The title track of Taylor Swift's fourth album, 2012. Uh, that is the 2021 version from our featured album, Red. Taylor's version came out in November. And uh, the title track. Yeah, with Sunday Lights, Kevin Lewis through until two. Here's something from the Soul Togetherness Collection. So many rainy days, I know I got bills to pay. Am I enough to make the cut and make things go away? Always seems to be constant moving. I'm on the go as if for show, but I'm just standing still. And all you gotta do is smile. Step at a time, look within, you'll see 